this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Fiona. You've got an, uh, an interesting quote from Esther Hicks, which is Abraham Hicks. Yeah, and I wrote it down the other day because, again, it was something when I read it, it really echoed in me, you know, how you get... For me, I call it an echo when it sort of reverberates. I think, okay, there's something, there's something in that. I want to ponder it a little, discuss it. So here is the quote, which I really like. You have your hands on the switch. You are the allower or the resistor. And your emotions tell you what you are doing right now. It's easy once you understand the formula. When you feel good, you're allowing good. When you don't feel good, you are not allowing good. It's an interesting thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And especially hard to take, though, when people are not feeling, feeling good, good and feeling like they're not allowing it. Well, how can I allow? And I guess that's the question we have for the show is, how can I allow the good? Because when we feel bad, it's like... We're aligned with that energy, and we will create more of it. But how can we stop in that moment? So let's have a look at that. Yeah, I would. My instinct, my feeling here with that is if I'm not feeling good, I want to change the way I'm feeling about it. If I'm not feeling good, I want to change the way I feel about not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. So why don't I take some time to check in with myself? Why am I not feeling good? Let's think about the things that I love in my life, the people I love in my life. What do I, what would I like to bring in to my life today so I can feel better than I do now? And what do I appreciate? And Exactly. Because I find if I wake up feeling a little blah, I just spend a few moments before I wake up um, just looking at what I appreciate. Like, I just love this bed. I love the fact that the chihuahua's on the bed, Zoe's on the bed, um, you know, Bob's sleeping soundly. I mean, you know, I just, I just, uh, just think of the things that I really appreciate, including the fact that, you know, I can get out of bed. I have great... A breathing and I can see the trees from the window and you know and I find if I spend time just appreciating in the morning it kind of sets up the tone for the day yeah because appreciation connects us to the good thank you that's a really good uh, good way around this too because I, I'm always thinking you don't want to deny what you're feeling and you want to sw- switch it around so you can feel better about what you're feeling. Absolutely, because if you deny it, it goes underground. Exactly. Like many of us mm-hmm. have done in our lives. Um, but you're right, you just you just flip where you are, you, you pivot, I think they, she calls it, yeah. Esther Hicks. And you pivot to the other, the other feeling, and I find if I just, for me it's really important to set my day up. Because if I do that and then I go and sit, I can sit outside. So I sit outside with looking at the trees and the plants and things. And I usually, you know, open my eyes for a minute and feel the goodness. And then I close my eyes and feel the goodness inside. And then I open my eyes and look at the wonder. wonder, And then I close my eyes and feel that inside. If I set my day up, I'm usually okay for the day. So when you say because th- this this triggers a fear in me because mm. <laughs> it triggers a, a an old 
habit I used to have. So when you say set your day up, do you you mean rather set the tone of your day, the feeling yes. of your day, yeah. rather than setting your day up? Well, specific. The interesting thing is I usually set the feeling of the day first, but yeah. then I will say, well, today I want to record this or check this out or do this. So if I put that into my mind, I usually find it's easier to do it. So if I've said I want to record this or work on that recording or look at the website or call this person, I find that it kind of moves more freely yeah. Because I, you know, being ADD, I, it's easy for me to go in sixteen di- directions at one time and not get what I want done. Right. So for me, particularly, if I put down a little quick list a couple of times before I cl- open my eyes, of what I want, would like to do today. After I what I've do set I the get tone. to do today? What do I get to do today? Thank you. That's so um, much better. What my, the trigger for me that that brought up a little uh oh, a little. Uh, hiccup in my vibration because I one thing that got me so stressed into this circle of stress years ago was every night when I went to bed I thought of all the things I had to do the next day and I put them in order so I wouldn't have to retrace steps uh-oh. I know. So then I'd wake up in the morning with the, the memory. Okay, I've got to do this and i got to do i got to do that first. So that so separates it goes to, you. So that it goes to this and then I go to that and I don't have to. But the, what I found that happens in that, and I think, okay, I'm re- I can do a thousand things at once doing that. Without fail, the universe interrupts and throws a spanner in the works, you know. And all of a sudden I'm stressed because, oh, no, I've got to go do that. And that takes me out of the plan that I had that I thought... What a dreadful way to have to live a life, you know? Well, that's, you know, when you're actually, um, I think that the idea, if you can do, is put all the, if you want to list it all so you don't have to think about it the night before, put it down in a book and say, I've listed it now, I'm not going to think about it until I wake up. Right. Then I'm going to set the day, then I'm going to look at my list, close my eyes and just envision that happening, and then go on. I mean, we know visualization is so powerful. Tiger Woods claims that's one of the things that helped him become the golfer he was, and uh, many other people too. So if you want to visualize, but if you find stress coming up while you're visualizing, you're not connecting, and therefore it'll be the confusion as opposed to as opposed to a flow well I just I would just get upset that I wasn't I, I was taken off my beat yeah you know uh-huh. but the thing that I loved about this quote is not necessarily about the end of it when it says when you feel good you're allowing good when you don't feel good you are not allowing good the part of the quote that I really loved and I have to I have to remember this, and I I think we all in some way forget this. And the quote says, you have your hands on the switch. Mm. You are the allower or the resistor. And I feel that so many of us, me included, have handed over our life to something that dictates how we're doing it, how we're supposed to do it. Whether it's society values or some sort of values or some sort of expectations, I feel like we don't have our our hands on our own switches anymore. We can still have that going on in our life in a sense, but if we have a step back and we're mindful, we can maintain the mindfulness while that stuff is making hiccups for us on the outside. Mm. If we can take the time to set our day up, 
as far as the feeling, like you said, goes, then we've got that feeling that it's like a br- the bridge back home. So it's a bridge to the well-being, which is very hard because in our culture, we're not given the bridges to well-being. And mindfulness is one way. Appreciation is another. And if we don't use our bridges during the day, everything's going so fast and, and it, we, we lose that connection to the well-being or to the, the good or whatever we call it. And um, it's not our fault. That the most important thing is none of this is our fault. This is the speed that the culture works. And, you know, it just it's difficult to, to maintain well-being in the culture we live in. I think adding another dimension of nuance is our conception of time. Mm. So that is a huge aspect of, you know, we've talked about this before when that wonderful uh, server at, at this organic place said when I was paused at trying to figure out what to order she said it's all right you have all the time in the world and I had this huge queue behind me uh, and I thought that's a wonderful way to look at it things is. and a wonderful thing to say to somebody you have all the time in the world and I think when we get when I get myself into those stressful states about I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do that it might be a fear that I don't get it all done and get to a place at a certain time that I'm supposed to be at Mm. so that it's then taking you through this it's letting somebody down disappointing somebody making somebody upset with me Uh, so then when I'm doing that the time crunches the time gets shorter and shorter and shorter between things so I have lost Taken my hand off the switch. Do you see the, the connection? What, what, what a, uh, Esther Hicks said. I have, I have my hand on the switch. I am the allower or the resistor. If I can remember, wait a minute. Pause. Am I allowing this? Yes. If I allow this, how do I allow this? How? In what way do I allow this? I think that's a great question. That's a great way to look at something. It is a good way to look at something I think that um, that will allow us to make the connections yes if I'm am I resisting this why am I resisting this okay let go of the resistance let's allow this let's incorporate this this is another little piece of magic let's have an adventure let's those are the words that I usually use when I'm thrown off course is oh we're about to have an adventure that is great And also asking ourselves, what is important? Because in our culture, well-being, balance, ease, and joy haven't been rated as important as productivity and getting Mm -hmm. things done. So if we can just be mindful about that, it's like if if I get a thousand things done, but I'm not in balance and ease, my interactions with everybody are going to be off, and then I probably won't be... Um, you know, how successful will I be within me? The real mm-hmm. feeling of, of okayness and well-being won't be there. So ask ourselves, what is truly important for me? On a daily basis? On a daily basis. Like in the morning, today, what do I want? What is going to be important for me today? Not just on what we want to get done, but where we want to be within ourselves. 
Because, you know, the, the thing, as I said, I see people and, and all of us um, going into the day thinking, I've got to do this, I've got mm. to get this done, I've got to achieve this. And slowly the, the space, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why do I want to do this? Why what Do is, I have to do this? Do I have to do this instead of I get, I get to, to do, do this? this. Yeah. I, that's what and I love so when you said that. Can yeah. we, uh, that was from someone else, I can't remember who was a quote, but um, I so if we could just ask ourselves, what do I want? If I achieved all of these things, what am I doing it for? You know, I want to do it because I'm thinking. Another thing Esther says is, we do everything because we think we're going to feel better or happier afterwards. So we say to ourselves, okay, if I'm going to do all of this stuff so that I can feel better and more joyous and more happy, why don't I feel that first and then do this stuff? Yes. Exactly. It's just a short circuit to the to the end, but you still can do the stuff. It's just a, a more fun fun road to right. get to the maybe, end. Maybe maybe that's why I use the the word adventure. Oh, yeah. It looks like I'm going to have an adventure. Anyway, I think that's really important to remember that it's our decision. It's always our decision. Yes, um, that's a big deal, and it's not our fault. But it is our, our decision. decision. And it's not our fault because we have uh, patterns that we have which take us over. Remember the old thing of Barry Long, which was push a button and I'll react. I'm robotic. We're all robotic. Mm-hmm. Push my button, a particular button, I will react the same every time. Mm-hmm. So when we're mindful, though, we begin to become aware, oh, that button makes me react in this way, it takes me over, I lose the ability to feel or to be who I really want to be. Yeah. I, yeah, I know when... I, it, the key to that one is catching yourself before you react because I prefer to respond rather than react, which means I need the pause. You need the, the pause between, yes, mm-hmm. taking, if you've, and that's another thing that Esther Hicktor says, when you, you have an emotional guidance system, and when that goes off, you know that you are already, um, you're already disconnecting from who you are. So at that moment when you feel yourself reacting, beginning of a reaction to happening, just take a breath, Relax your belly, as Jill always says. Uh, sink to your feet and feel your hands and say, let me take a mindful moment between where I've just been and where I'm just going to be going. So in that pause, as you mentioned, that just gives us the chance to go from responding rather than reacting. And I would even, and I have in the past, when I've caught myself reacting and I'm in a conversation with somebody, I've when I've caught myself reacting... I'll always say, I'm taking a pause here. That was a reaction, and I want to figure that out. We can discuss this later if we, if we want to have this discussion later or something. And Because I like people to know that I'm doing, that I'm holding back on something if I don't follow through on what began as a reaction. Oops, sorry, that was a reaction. I don't know what that came, where that came from. And... We'll get back to this. And I want to discuss, I want to figure that out, where that... 
Yes, and so then afterwards, when we get home or when we get in the car or whatever it is, before you take off and drive or something, because you don't want to be distracted, just stop and say, do I remember where that reaction began? Mm. That's where the Byron Katie stuff work is, the work is helpful. But if you can find out, if you ask yourself enough times, you'll become conscious of where that happened. It doesn't matter whether it was your parent beating you at a certain age or whatever. It's just that you link it. You know that that your button now you can breathe instead of reacting mm-hmm. and you, you it doesn't matter that they beat you because you've mastering your reaction because uh, everybody's that, got terrible things some people more than others yeah but. but that means if you can investigate yes why you have these reactions you're 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 actually putting your hand on the switch absolutely you and again you don't need and to you inv- can be and you can be reprogramming these broken records that exist within you you can reprogram them in the minute in the minute and you don't have to go back and try to work out well why did my mother say this why did my father say you don't have to go back and really investigate the originating cause you just have to go you just have to start catching yourself again and again and just uh, relaxing and taking the pause and just saying it doesn't matter in the end I know where it came from but it doesn't matter in the end why it doesn't matter why why. I just I'm going to catch myself because I know this button will be pushed when somebody does that and I can take a pause and master my reaction. Yeah. Those those why questions in that case, in those cases, are, is a waste of time. It, well, it, it's a, it's a it kind deepens of worms, a circle. It deepens it, a circle, yeah. the ingrained record that goes around because you're just deepening the the groove. Um, so And it really doesn't matter why. It's just that it is and how are you going to get out of reacting that way yeah you keep hitting it's like you just keep building onto that if you keep focusing on why your parents Mm -hmm. for example hit you or what well i know your parents hit you my parents didn't hit me but the fact is the the teachers at the school were like that Mm -hmm. so uh, it's like if, if i keep focusing on those teachers at school those teachers at school who were so violent that then i just keep living that and i can't get out of it it's kind of just gets to be so much a part of me mm-hmm. but if I say when somebody re- makes that and is really angry I will tend to react as pulling back inside myself if when somebody reacts angry if I can stop feel my feet feel my hands and say this is an old reaction from the past mm-hmm. I don't need to go there I can breathe I can say I can choose now what to do I can step moved, out of the situation I like the I like the expression I've moved forward Yes, and I'm moving forward. I'm going to master my reaction. Mm-hmm. I may need to leave the situation. I can say something, but I'm going to say it from a grounded, balanced yeah. place. And if somebody's angry, it's almost no point in talking to them, trying to reason with them until their anger no, has no, passed. That's a waste of time. Yeah. So My con- concept of time. You can always go back to it if you want to have a a discourse or a Socratic dialogue about something. But they are, when somebody is angry, for example, they are being controlled by the anger. Mm-hmm. And any kind of, anything you say is just going to get into this big circle of confusion. If mm-hmm. you let them simmer down, and it's literally a simmering down, mm-hmm. then you can usually talk with them if, you're, if they're amenable to talking. But. Once the kettle stops boiling. Yes, that's a good <laughs> analogy. <laughs> So, um, you want to read that one more yeah. time before we finish? Yeah, I just... Oh, let me. Oh, dear me, I have to put my glasses oh. back on, I know. Oh, me too. Okay, so, you have your hand on the switch. 
you are the allower or the resistor. And your emotions tell you what you're doing right now. It's easy once you understand the formula. When you feel good, you're allowing good. When you don't feel good, you are not allowing good. And I just want to put in there, it's not our fault, even though we say allowing, it's not our fault when we're not allowing, because if we're not allowing good, we're in unconscious or semi-conscious reactions. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is make those unconscious or semi-conscious reactions more conscious through mindfulness, through bringing your attention here. Mm -hmm. And then slowly they dissolve. They get kind of melted away. That's why you have your hand on the switch. Yes, so good. Don't give anybody else the switch to you. That is so good. Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.